Welcome to the Inside LBI podcast. Today we are here with the co-owner and coffee aficionado of How You Brewing, um, Dan Millay. Good to have you. Yes, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Sure, before we get started, I just want to say that Dan and I have been close friends for a while now. We we started the LBI Chamber of Commerce. Uh, well, we didn't start it, but we are the we are the Chamber of Commerce, basically. <laughs> well, Dan's a Chamber of Commerce. I'm a figurehead lobbyist kind of person, uh. but it's worked out very well. And it's because of the Chamber of Commerce that we have this podcast equipment. And I think um, we're putting it to good use finally by capitalizing on the Beach House Realty uh, co-brokering of the, of, the, of the podcast equipment and getting to talk to people who are owning businesses on LBI and who are good friends of ours. So and Dan certainly is the top of that list. So tell us, Dan, how did How You Ruin get started? Uh, good question. So I actually uh, started in the coffee business with my wife in 2004 under a different brand name. Uh, not a lot of people know that, uh, but we started in 2004 in uh, Barnegat Light uh, with our first location, uh, which operated under the brand Village Brew, which was uh, kind of commensurate with our location there in Viking Village. Uh, we got a call in 2006 from the owners of How You Brew, and they were operating in Ship Autumn at the time and indicated that they needed to sell and asked if we were interested in a second location. So long story short, uh, negotiations with them, uh, purchased their uh, name and their equipment and uh, rebranded our uh, original location to match and found the home we are still at in Surf City and uh, opened the doors to How You Brew and where it is now uh, in May of 2007. I, I asked this question because I, I've been part of the uh, part of the conversation about creating a franchise to franchise the operation. And so I was going to ask you a question about a coffee shop, and then I'm like, well, I don't really think we call it a coffee shop. So how do you describe your business? Yeah, we try to – so we always talk about the three lanes in the coffee industry, coffee shop, coffee house, and cafe. Uh, and they have some distinctive differences. So we try to be uh, in our Surf City location. It's the larger location. And that would be what we call a coffee house. Uh, and then the first location in Barnegat Light, uh, because of size and limited offerings, would be that more that coffee shop lane. If there were to be a, th a third location, let's say there might be one in Florida someday, mm. would, that, would that be a, what would that be? Yeah, we're trying to dwell in that coffee house lane. That's uh, what we sense is uh, kind of our sweet spot and what, uh, you know, the community is looking for. So that's the lane that we're in. So Caitlin went over this morning to the Surf City location to get some coffee, which now that you're a fictionado, we're going we're gonna to be asking you to taste your own coffee and tell us what brand it is, what oh. flavor. So, <laughs> But did you ever, and, and she said, it's crazy there. I couldn't get a parking spot. Nope. Did you ever think it was going to be this crazy busy or, I mean, this successful? No, not at all. When we started in 2004, it was really intended to be a kind of a side hustle for us. We were actually living in South Florida at the time. I was going to college at night, working during the day, and uh, I was working at a, a private school in Fort Lauderdale, uh, which was a school year position. Uh, so we had summers off. We would come back to LBI every summer and visit uh, you know, family and friends. And so this was like, hey, let's start a summer business as a side hustle uh, to supplement our income. And... Uh, no, never thought we'd be, uh, you know, a few years later, packing our life back up and coming back to LBI because the businesses were starting to take off and they ultimately became our, our primary gig. So, no, not at all. 
Well, you, you've before you moved to Florida, you were were you a policeman first and a, and a, a pastor second, or <laughs> were you always a pastor? Yeah. I think it's important that people know that you are were a surf uh, ship on a policeman and mm-hmm. Ocean Township, Monmouth County mm-hmm. police officer, as well as a, a local pastor. Which, yeah. like, which yeah, came an, first, God or coffee? An interesting <laughs> professional career. Uh, law enforcement was first. Uh, almost right out of high school, age of twenty, uh, I started uh, with the Shippewa Police Department, and uh, three and a half years later, went up to Monmouth County for kind of what I thought was bigger and better in law enforcement. And uh, for me, it just it wasn't for me. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, seven years total later, uh, we were packing things up and, and moving to South Florida so I could uh, focus on education. Uh, I did go to Bible college and then on to seminary, uh, which is what you're referencing there. And then, uh, yeah, a short time as uh, an executive pastor at two different churches. Uh, but again, you know, the, the coffee thing became such a thing that it really required uh, my full-time attention and, and Lori's full-time attention. And uh, I don't, I don't think we could do it. I don't think we'd be where we are today if it weren't for kind of the both of us diving in. We're good at such different things. Uh, you know, she's good at uh, what I'm terrible at and, and vice versa. And I don't like to do the things she's good at and she hates doing the things I'm good at. So it works out really well. Great. Do you, when you think about LBI, there's a number of different places where people can purchase coffee from Wawa to formerly, you know, Cafe Braccio, whatever the heck it was. You know, do you see any competition for how you brew in here? Do you do you think somebody is your competition or no? It's a good question. And uh, I remember a few years back, um, you know, 2014 was probably the first time, you know, we're seven years into it uh, under the How You Brewing brand. And, you know, first sort of, I will, I'll say competition, knocking on the door, if you will. And uh, I sought out the counsel of a friend of mine, Bob Lieber, who is uh, a longstanding, uh, you know, multi-decade career in marketing and uh, just kind of picked his brain on, uh, we weren't used to competition uh, for the first, you know, bunch of years. And uh, he gave me some really good counsel at the time, which really kind of helped us position ourselves uh, to absorb competition by what he called uh, accentuating your competitive advantage. And so we tried to dwell in a lane that, you know, kind of protects us or uh, insulates us from competition because we're just a little bit different. And uh, that's what our focus on is on. And that's why I think, uh, you know, the coffee house lane for us, you know, big hangout space, lot of seats uh, is something that, you know, not many people are positioned to be able to do and uh, that's that's our sweet spot. So. And certainly working I've, well. Yeah, it's working mm-hmm. really well. And, <laughs> and and you have a, a variety of people. So tell us about what do you look for in the people that you hire? Mm, great question. Um, you know, I say often uh, when we're kind of going through interviews or assessing it as a management team, uh, you know, the needs of our, for our staffing uh, is, you know what, you can we can teach skill, uh, but we can't teach integrity. And so, you know, we really interview for integrity and character. And those aren't things that are always super easy to assess in an interview. Um, but, you know, you, you work hard to, you know, deploy some discernment and uh, get a sense of, you know, this person is solid. There's, there's, a, there's an integrity level there that we can't teach. And uh, I guess we're slightly arrogant enough to believe that we can teach anybody to execute on coffee, but you can't teach, you know, integrity. And so have you been surprised by anyone that wasn't, like, to have a, how's your turnover rate? Mm. 
employee turnover rate? Um, I think for the industry, it's low. Um, we were actually at a um, trade show recently, a coffee trade show, and there was a, a workshop on uh, staff retention. And, you know, the uh, instructor kind of went around the room and talked about, you know, you know, asking people to share what their turnover rate was. And, uh, you know, the turnover rate in the industry is about 50% annually, uh, which ours is not that high. So, you know, we feel pretty good with where we're at. How do you refer to your people? And some people are, you know, baristas here at Beach House Realty. We refer to everybody as our partner. Mm. It's a partnership. We refer to our competition as, you know, collaborators. We're mm. in this together kind of thing. So Love it. What do you, what do you, what do you call your folks? Um, I guess, you know, beyond the, the kind of the obvious, you know, baristas and managers and, and food team, um, I always find myself using the word staffer. I don't know why. Um, kind of get busted on, like, are we political figures? Like, what, what's up with staffer? <laughs> but um, honestly, uh, and I know this may sound cliche, but they're our family. I mean, our, our staff, you know, Lori and I are empty nesters. So we see the, I mean, at the height of the season, we have between the three locations, uh, you know, 60 people on staff. And uh, they really are our kids. You know, the demographic of our staff is predominantly 20-somethings. Both my kids are 20-somethings. So, um staffers kids my kids right right right. <laughs> i hear you i feel the same way about the people that work at beach house reality uh what drives your love for the coffee business or is it the coffee business or what is it what is it that makes you so excited to get up in the morning and you're always excited about the business i mean you're always excited about life so you know share with us a little bit about that yeah i love that question um you know i find myself saying often to the team, if we're here to sell coffee and collect money, that's not interesting to me. Uh, so we want to be some about something bigger than that. So I think one of the most attractive uh, elements to being in the coffee industry is the community-centric nature of it. Uh, you know, a coffee shop or a coffee house, you know, in a community is so often, you know, the hub of the community, kind of the social center, the the place where people meet up and uh, we just went through a whole mission statement rewrite to really capture that with our new mission statement being curate a hub of one anothering. And so the people aspect, the social aspect, the gathering aspect, the you know, this concept of one anothering that we're really uh, grasping and taking hold of is by far the most rewarding part of being in the coffee industry. How many people who own coffee shops or businesses at LBI do you think have a mission statement? Everybody should. Um, you know, one of the things that we talk to our new team about all the time is the question isn't, is it a good idea, but how does it accomplish our mission? And, uh, you know, if we try to do everything that's a good idea, you know, we're going to confuse our customers. We're going to, you know, is this a coffee shop? Is this a candle shop? What are they trying to do here? Uh, so we want to be uh, what we call mission centric. Okay. And uh, everybody should, I think, strive to do that. I know Bob Lieber is one of your mentors in business. Yeah. And um, who, who else have you looked to for advice and counsel in mm. the big picture, the day-to-day, -day, that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I think locally, uh, certainly you. I mean, our, our friendship over the years has been uh, an incredible blessing to me. Uh, you know, I've learned from you every time we talk. Uh, I think thank Bob. You. Thank you for that. Of course. I, you know, Bob is, is the same. I think locally it's – it's an extension of friendships, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not a big chit chat guy. Like my conversations, I really just enjoy 
I don't want anothering. I hate to keep going back to that, but just learn from each other, pick each other's brain. I think, I mean, globally in terms of, you know, business influence, uh, and I know he comes with some baggage, but Gary Vaynerchuk has really informed a lot of my uh, entrepreneurial thinking. Uh, there's some others. Uh, there's a podcast, Main Street Business, that's probably my favorite. Uh, but yeah, I think locally it's friends and friends and mentors, and then, you know, globally, you know, books, podcasts. Should we have some kind of shameless uh, plug for uh, Brian Wainwright and the people oh, at Fantasy Island? And Absolutely. And I, wow, I'm ashamed that I forgot about Brian because clearly a guy that every time I sit down with him, I just, it's a, it's an MBA class. It really is. So it, it really is. I, I don't think he has an MBA, but certainly we'll be getting him on here. Yeah, Maybe we'll have you join us for a conversation with Brian. That'd be a lot of fun. It'll be very, a lot of fun. And he's very brilliant. interesting. He's a brilliant guy. Yeah. His story when, when, when he comes on our on our podcast, people will be blown away by for sure what he's accomplished. In terms of books, I mean, Think and Grow Rich is one of my favorites. What uh, what kind of books do you recommend to people? Business life, other than the Bible. Uh, um, I tend towards the more vision and strategy side of of uh, business writings. Uh, my favorite is Rocket Fuel. Uh, Rocket Fuel. The concept of the book is that every good organization. Uh, requires, needs to have two types of people at the helm, um, a visionary and an implementer. And if you don't have both, uh, you're going to struggle. And the book helps you uh, understand that, that need and that concept and also understand and discover which are you and then gives you then the opportunity to, you know, staff to work to your strengths, staff to your weaknesses. Fortunately, um, you know, I, I'm the visionary and my wife's the implementer, so it's, it's perfect. Uh, but that's a, that's a highly recommended book. Oh, thank you for that tip. It's probably something I should be reading. And tell us, would you recommend anyone else to get into your business? Mm. Uh, yes and no. I think, you know, it's less about, hey, come on in. It's a great industry. And I think there is sometimes there's a misconception about the coffee industry. Like, it's, it's easy. It's not easy. Uh, but I think if someone's wired to be an entrepreneur, um, it's it's an you know a natural skill and inclination for them that they they should jump into business and they should jump into business in a, a you know a lane in an industry that you know grabs their heart that's that they're passionate about you know it's been wisely said if you love what you do you don't work a day in your life and I think that that's true so if that's coffee yeah um, but you know that's not the case for everybody and uh, you know it, it would be wise for anyone who is sort of has that inclination towards entrepreneurship to, you know, I think Tim Ferriss in his book, the four hour work week, which is another good book. Uh, he says, you know, what would you do if you had, you know, a billion dollars in the bank, what would get you out of bed? Go do that. And I think that that's pretty wise. Yeah. I'd still come to work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd still come to work in between taking the jet to Ireland and Florida. I love that. You know, and so golfing and golfing. Well, I would be golfing in Ireland and Florida. Oh, okay, yeah, perfect. Yep. That goes without saying. But mm -hmm. we have one final question, which will be asked by Caitlin since it's her question. Oh. So we're, we're trying to make it a little fun towards the end here. So we're going to ask you a fun question, and then we're going to do a um, blind taste test of your coffee. Um, see if you can guess what you're tasting. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm. Teleporting. Because I think I would, it would just ease my schedule a lot. Mm -hmm. I could get around really easy. <laughs> yep. Um, and, That's a good one. You know, my schedule is probably the most stress-inducing thing in my life. So mm -hmm. um, if I could cut out a lot of back and forth, teleporting would definitely be it. Yeah. 
Well, we certainly thank you for yeah, your thank time. You. Of course. And mm-hmm. it's always great to see you. Me too, buddy. And, and hear more about your business. And Caitlin, what? so take it away. So now we're going to get into our blind taste test to see if you could guess which of your coffees are sitting in front of you. Mm. So going from the left to the right is one, two, three, four. Okay. So just go down the line and see if you can All guess right. what and co- I'm, coffee is I'm just going to mention that I'm more of an espresso drinker. So right. I'm going to do my best here. Mm-hmm. Uh, drip coffee now and again, but love my espresso. Um, and we do have 24 coffees, so this is a lot of All pressure. right, well, this is what's on tap today. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Did, so. you mem- did you memorize what you were Did you stop today? in this morning? Did no, you see I what's didn't on? Actually, okay. So all right. This is good. <laughs> Truly blind. Yep. All right. So the first one. All right. So the first one's a dark roast. We have two Costa Rican and French roast. Um, and I'm going to guess French roast. That's correct. All right. Yeah. Costa Rican's like the higher end of the two dark roasts for you listeners out there looking for uh, French roast is good every day. Pretty good. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two. Okay, I can smell that it's a flavored. Correct. We have 12 flavors. 12 flavors. (laughs) Hazelnut. To narrow it down. It's probably hazelnut. That's pretty prominent. I'm going to guess coffee cake, our most popular Pretty close, pretty close. It's the Vermont maple. Okay. Similar flavors. That's That's actually a coffee flavor, Vermont. Coffee cake and Vermont maple. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vermont. The coffee cake cake is actually one of my favorites. That is, that's right? the mm-hmm. number one seller for yeah, sure. It's what really if we good. can get somebody to run over and get us some of that? Too? It's not on tap. It's not. It's not out. out. It's not out yeah. today. Not today. Okay. I would have got that. All of our flavors are signed a day of the week. I don't have that memor- memorized clearly. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> or I get this right. But, uh, Let's get Lori in here. Third one. We know she memorized that. The third one has that florally, fruity smell which is typically an African coffee. And we only have one of those, so I'm going to guess Tanzanian. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Finally. Last but not least. I'm, I'm going to... should cleanse the palate, but I'm going to skip that. This might this might be Irish coffee, so we might have <laughs> pop a little J-Mo in there for you. Ah, uh, nice medium roast. We have two LBI blend and house Colombian, which is a single origin. I'm going to guess LBI. Nope, it's the Colombian. All right, single pretty origin. close though. Yeah. You narrowed it down to two. Very good. Yeah. All right, better five hundred. That's that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's material. yeah, that's awesome. Better than the Yankees are doing right now. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you very much. Good seeing you as always, and yeah, uh, thanks, thank you Dan. for an informative session about yourself, the business, and. Uh, the coffee spot on LBI and how you brewing. And Caitlin, where will we see you next? See you at the beach. Thanks, guys. See you at the beach. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.